Hey there, inflation is finally beginning to look under control in the United States, but that doesn't mean that we have seen the last of interest rate rises from the Fed. So what is going on under the hood of the US economy? How will it impact different parts of the rest of the world? For more, we are joined by Portfolio Manager Chris Jagg. Great to see you here in the Ticker Studio. Um, this is a really incredible viewpoint of what is happening in the US right now. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, thanks for, for having me on. Um, well, I think it just warrants a bit more nuance what's happening in the US at the minute and perhaps the reaction function between interest rates and inflation isn't as clean as it was historically. And by that, I mean, particularly when you look at uh, personal mortgage in the US, the vast majority of them are fixed at 30 year rates. So rising interest rates isn't going to have an effect on those homeowners that have already locked in their interest payments for a 30 year period. If you also look at the mega cap stocks in the US, a lot of them have surplus cash or locked in their debt for a considerable period of time at those ultra low interest rates as well. So I think there's pockets of weakness, uh, companies that need to be refinanced, sort of loss making companies, things like commercial real estate that are exposed to the interest rate cycle there uh, where you could still see some pain. But um, yeah, there are also other parts of the economy, you know, particularly in manufacturing where we are seeing that the reshoring and the manufacturing build out occur where we can see uh, can see considerable uh, bouts of strength in the US economy. It's interesting you point out the differences between what happens with the 30 year interest rates, for example, in America, compared to countries like Australia and the UK, because obviously the Reserve Bank in Australia, um, the Federal Reserve, we think they're in lockstep and looking at things the same way. But things are very different. Well, they are. I mean, there's a view Australia has to raise rates a lot more to catch up with where the US is at. But it doesn't necessarily have to be the case because most Australians are either on floating mortgage rates or if they do fix it, they only fix it for a small period of time. We're seeing as of September, most of those fixed rate mortgages which got entered into during COVID are now up. So I think the Reserve Bank will want to see the, the lag effects of those interest rate rises. One of the counterintuitive things you're seeing in the US around that same issue of housing is if you do have a house, you're not going to move unless you're really forced to, either through mm -hmm. divorce or needing to change geographies through work. So the volume of sales of home prices of homes is really declining. And what you're seeing counterintuitively is new home builds increasing because if you want a house, the stock isn't there. So more and more people are choosing to build instead when generally you would have thought in it increasing interest rate environment, home builders would have been one of the groups that would, uh, would, would be challenged by that. Is it different now to what it was, say, five years ago? You talk about people not moving houses much, not selling unless they have a divorce or they have to. Is this new or has this been how it is in the US? Oh, the fixed rate component is new. So we didn't have this level of fixed rates in GFC. It's been a new initiative that's mm. occurred post then. Um, and the drop in volumes is something you, you really do associate with the Australian property market when, when prices do drop you do see volumes of properties, you know, really reduce as people just choose not to, uh, not to transact if they don't have to. I guess interesting point when we talk about the US as well is it's not just housing. So much of the conversation about the Reserve Bank and interest rates in Australia is about housing. But in the US, you're talking about um, the amount of money that is being able to be spent by people, investors in things like startups and the tech sector, the tech sector, which has been all over the place. The big companies doing pretty well, but money isn't cheap anymore. And so therefore, those startups, the ones that perhaps aren't doing too well, are really feeling the pinch. They are. I, th I think certainly private equity and loss-making tech, there's a, a, a view that there's some big challenges still in place for, for those types of businesses. But you've also got to be careful not to engage in the doom porn that, that's around on social media. <laughs> yeah. and things like the Inflation Reduction Act, which the Biden government introduced um, you know, over a year ago, is now 
out there and now being spent, and that's being worked through the economy. Whilst the announcement happened a considerable period of time ago, the effects from that and the actual spending is only just happening now. And so there are pockets, particularly in the real world, um, where spending and, and government spending is increasing. And, and we think that can underpin a level of strength in parts of the US economy, even if it's not as broad as perhaps it has been in the past. The weird part about the inflation story and the rates in the US is we saw a dramatic reduction in the inflation number, and yet interest rates still went up above that 5% figure. In Australia, we're looking at 4.1%. They're obviously taking a bit of a wait and see approach, we think, to see uh, whether or not they will increase rates. Um, there's a bit of a difference between both sides, right? It was surprising the US Fed Reserve decided to increase rates this time around. Yeah, there's also the issue around base effects. So particularly if you look at the oil price, which has been strengthening of late. By base effects, we mean inflation gets measured on what was happening 12 months ago. Mm. And oil in particular has benefited from having high oil prices 12 months ago versus the recent um, CPI readings. But now that's starting to change, whereas the oil price 12 months ago was low and it's starting to increase again. So there may be a uh, a slight natural increase in inflation. There's no doubt that inflation is trending downwards and, and trending the way central banks would yep. like, but has been getting a bit of a tailwind from base effects, particularly in energy, which is going to stop this month and, and for the next couple of months. All right, Chris, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron. And that is a program for now. For more, you can head to ticketnews.co. See you soon.